What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Wave, episode number 10. Fellas, how are we doing? I'm chilling. I'm ready to get this conversation going. We out here. I'm trying to hear, I'm trying to hear what y'all trying to say about double overtime games. <sighs> Those games were exciting, but boy, we got to talk about something else other than the actual game. But uh, The mystery but, uh, of overtime. Yeah, but, but without further ado, <laughs> let's get it started. Oh, before I get started, let me just say, finally, after 10 episodes, well, nine technically, What's the Wave has a Twitter page. The ad name is What's the Wave Pod, and you'll see us as the header. I don't know why Nate wants me to change it. It's a great picture. I don't know. Nah, I'm not like it's, that. It's a, great, like it's a great picture, but y'all can be the... Uh, the judge of that but once what you got th- first of all that's a picture from like seven it's years it's two ago. years ago but Tyler don't even look the same he looked like the whole <laughs> listen listen he still does that little squint in his eyes when you take pictures anyway <laughs> that's my light skin look man you're not even light skin bro Shush, listen, don't listen it, it don't matter it, do, it don't matter <laughs> once again the at name is what's the wave pod what's the wave pod and y'all can go follow that and keep up with us in our material. So without further ado, let's get started. So kudos to yours truly and Nate for predicting the right games this uh this week. Patriots and Rams are gonna be in the Super Bowl for the second time. Last time was Super Bowl 36 with Adam Vinatieri, who is still in the league now, surprisingly. Kick the game with a field goal. Now things have changed, but the quarterback is still the same for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your impressions of the games today? Anyone could take this. I mean, one, my impression was I'm just not going to bet against the Patriots anymore. I'm, I'm done, just, bro. I'm done. I'm with done. It. I'm done. Even, it's like, even when they look like they're not the same. And that they won't be at the same level. Playoffs come, they right back to what they were doing. Right back to being the machine. Right back to everything just clicking. I'm do- I'm done. I'm. I just have to concede that they'll just, always be in the Super Bowl. Everybody, every a question. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. question: Did y'all watch the game that I was watching in the fourth quarter? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Was that a catch? The Hogan one. <clears throat> yes, it's tough because obviously there's a new catch rule and whatever that is. Yeah, I mean the catch rule. I think the main changes of it was the ball can move a little as long as you have possession of it because but even that's that bo- objective. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. It's not. It, it wasn't consistent throughout the throughout the season. Yeah. Now that wasn't the deciding part of the game. Like I know, I know where you're no, heading. I know where you're, I know where you're yeah. heading with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. damn, D Ford, all you had to do was just take a step back, and the Chiefs yep. would be in the Super Bowl. But what a unfair break for the Chiefs throughout the game! Just whole lot of just nonsense, just not going their way, and it was just yeah. it was just really really sad. And let me just say this: the Chiefs had the 29th ranked defense in the NFL this this season. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, poor guy. I, I mean, this is a man that he threw for 50 touchdowns on the season, and he, this is his first season starting. Right. And, yep. and this is the second And season. granted, um, <laughs> he, the first half was rough for him. 
rough for the Chiefs in general, but in the second half, he showed why he's the MVP of the league, and there is no debate whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you guys that too. Does this kind of diminish his MVP all. campaign? Not at all, because because the NFL because... is not like like the NBA or whatever, where like the award goes before the playoffs. Like you, they they voted in afterwards, so. Would you factor in postseason play? No, no, I wouldn't because okay. if you really th- – I mean, if we're really going off of regular season and postseason play, Patrick Mahomes has still been good. I mean, yeah. it, it's not it's not comparing to what he was doing at the beginning of the season, but he was still winning them games or, or putting them into position to win games. So I think that that matters a lot. Yeah. But – uh. I want to ask you a question because on three on three or four separate occasions, I found myself saying this. This was the worst officiated game uh, day of games I have seen all season. Yeah, this is really yeah. bad. This and, is and, really and, bad. Especially and, the Rams and Saints game. I mean, goodness. How, How I did can't you even miss that passing the famous call? I mean, That's just blatantly passing the famous. Not only is it passing the famous, it's, it's an illegal contact. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I don't know. See, this is why fans turn into conspiracy theorists because you simply cannot miss a play that blatant. Yes. And and just just not call it. Now, obviously, the Saints had an opportunity to win the game in overtime. Dante Fowler, the pickup from midseason from the Jaguars, made the play to. Interrupt Drew Brees' pass. He it got intercepted. And, you know, that that was the unfortunate, you know, that was an unfortunate thing for the Saints. But just imagine being a Saints fan and having these chains chains of events, a lot of calls not going your way, and Drew Brees is now deprived of a, another Super Bowl run for the second straight season. I mean, you can't like you can't make this stuff up. You like you have to feel bad for him, especially with the season he had. Right. And I do feel bad for him because he did deserve to be in the NCAA. absolutely and that that, that right. same team that same team in general. I mean, can you think of a more fun team other than the Chiefs to watch than the Saints this season? <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been like literally a shootout. Yeah, like, I would have loved to see Drew Brees against Tom Brady. That'd have been great. That'd have been great. Yes. But I think you know we're we're at the oh wow that would have we're at. I think we're at the point where, like, we're going to see a lot of these uh, veteran versus young guy Super Bowls or even, like, conference championship matches because as far as I'm concerned, as long as Tom Brady is in the NFL, they are going to be there. I can't – because the Chargers, a lot of people said they were the most complete team in the AFC, and that was – that came after they defeated the Chiefs on Thursday night. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe you could factor in the game plan of why the Chargers got beat as bad as they did, but goodness, they got beat so bad. And and we say, okay, there's no way this can happen at Arrowhead. Arrowhead's probably the the most toughest place to play for most uh most players. Tom Brady went there, he, he took care of business. He took care of business and I mean, did he really take care of business or did business take care of him? Both. To Both. be honest. Because Yeah, you can you can I'll do that. Yeah, because I look back to one play on that drive before the Chiefs tied it at the last, you know, in the last seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 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 roughing the passer. 
mm-hmm. has been talked about a lot because it's been it's been bad. The calls have been simply bad, and I think throughout the season it's died down a little. Literally, Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs gave Tom Brady a, a tap on the shoulder, and they called a rough in the passer. If you breathe in the quarterback's direction, it's rough in the passer. I mean, goodness. I mean, what are what are defenders supposed to do in that situation? You're supposed. They don't want you can't to play to defense. The you can't. It's you you, you can't play defense, and like. You can't even put your hand up because you're risking getting a hands to the face penalty. Right. So, one thing I want the NFL to do is to address the rough and the passer. And I think almost every NFL aficionado will agree with me because this is ruining the game. Like the quarterbacks, I understand they have to be the most protected player on the field because let's be let's be real, the most marketable players in the league are quarterbacks. And they right. want to protect them at all costs. They don't want to have a season like 2017 where you had Aaron Rodgers go down and Brady's just went down because of it. Right. They had to take care of this issue because right. if they if they don't, then this thing is going to continue to happen. Games going to be cost, and it's just it just it just takes the fun out of the game. It takes the fun out of the defense, but I don't think I don't think they're going to address this at all just because this is they want an offensive. Base league, they don't want because defense is not for the for like their belief is that defense is not as fun to watch as offense. People want to see shootouts and they want to see high scoring games, so they're going to do whatever they feel like is necessary to make that happen because they feel like that's the more entertaining product, which is true. But defense still should be able to play defense, it's, it's the no fun like, league, you, you can't play, yeah, league. like that's. I don't. I feel like that. That's not even fair because you have defensive players who work out every single day and play hard every single day just to get into the actual game that they love to play right. and can't do anything. They get called for every little thing that it is. It doesn't even matter. Like even if they don't even touch the player, I've seen a. I've seen a call to where it was pass interference, and they didn't even touch him. I want to ask you a question because I tweeted about this early on my Twitter page. But by the way, it's Coley underscore ninety seven. You want to follow that? Um, Nobody wants to. Follow it, that. It, it's fine. You don't want to see my tweets anyway. Um, so I tweeted out that I don't like this notion from referees to let the players play in the playoffs. What do y'all think about that? Because I think a lot of people won't to be let on the, the same players, fence. What do you mean by let the players play? So basically, like just letting a lot of contact go, not being, you know, stickless for penalties and stuff like that. You said you know. you're against that. I honestly letting the players play in the playoffs as it, it's one and done. You can't, you can't just be all lax now because it's the playoffs. I'm sorry, you need to call it like you've been consistently doing it the entire season. Yeah, you can't just call it whenever you exactly, and I Mm -hmm. because that's why people think there's controversies in every single football game. Exactly because of things like this, because you're not calling literally the the game that we're just talking about, the Rams game. We can see that that was blatant. That's that's a foul, and they didn't want to call that. And now we're sitting here talking about it. And just imagine if they did that every single game. Hell no. 
it, it, NFL, like that, that would exactly. And yeah. it, it's basically it, it, it would feel like uh, the Chiefs and Pats game where it seems it seems like every call is getting reviewed. And yeah. not to me- and not to mention that these reviews, when it's obvious what the call is, it takes forever. Like, why is that the case? Like, what, like, like, what are these people in New York talking to these referees about? If the call, if the That's call is so clear, why are why is there so, so many discussions about it? You know. It's- but I think they get nervous because they don't want to make the wrong call. No, but sometimes. I'm talking about from an obvious perspective. Like you, like as a fan, you know what a call is obvious. You know, call it. Let's yeah. move on. They take like yeah. at least three minutes to to come up with a decision. That is that's like that can't. It slows down the pace of a game and it takes away the fun from it. It yeah. it, it, it leaves you on the edge of your seat because you want to know what the call is, but it it doesn't do much at all. Yeah, I get you guys' point about you know being sticklers and like you know keeping the same consistency with like calling flags and penalties. But I just feel like in the playoffs, it's already a competitive atmosphere, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe to add a little bit more competitiveness to it would be to kind of not the not the missed calls as blatant as the one in the Chiefs Rams game. That's just blatant, but you know to allow a little bit more contact and to let them let the competitive nature you know kind of thrive. A little bit more, you know, as opposed to just being on top and, of everything and every little call. I want, I don't mind it. I don't mind a little more physical contact during postseason football because it's it's more competitive. There's more on the line, and so you know you will want that. Of course, of course, you will yeah. want that to flow that competitive. Nature. Yeah, yeah. But also, with that being said, you don't want a playoff game being determined by the by refs. Wrong calls, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, you, I get that. Yeah, it just it, it, it just not it's not fun. It's right. not fun at all. I got and, you. I get and, it. And you know, maybe the, I'm a little emotional about this because football is my favorite sport. And you know, I just That's I just want I just want I thought you like golf. Yeah, I thought you was a golf I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not gonna address that. Don't attach me with such blasphemy. Don't ever don't you like, like that. Don't you like backgammon? <laughs> As a matter of fact, you'll make this joke, but I, I remember specifically Tyler was that person in gym class to shoot uh, a soccer ball into a hoop, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Pro- what you yeah, ain't gonna talk yeah. about that if I ever see Tyler? I did you what now? It. You heard me Correct for one reason why I probably I did, did that was because maybe the basketballs were taken. And I love oh, basketball geez, so oh, much. Oh Jesus that I would, Christ! That I would use a soccer ball to play basketball because that's how much I love. It don't feel right. That doesn't make it. Yeah, that don't, don't ball feel is, right. Listen, I, I ball don't... is ball. Okay, ball is ball. So you throwing a football in the hoop? That's different. That's different. It's not that's an actual different. ball. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. No, that's a ball. It's Brother, the same ball. It's not a round ball. You didn't say that. You said ball is a ball. So you said got you heard you. Listen, yep. listen. listen. At, the, at the end of the day, Tyler watches curling, so we you know we can't take his opinion for anything. So, but um, okay. So wait, I have a quick okay. question, right? So who do y'all have for the for the actual Super Bowl? I'm not gonna bet against the Patriots no more. I'm just not. I'm just not. And plus, the way that that Rams defense, you know, got beat up in that first half against the Saints. If that happens against the Patriots, I don't know. They might they could they could put an easy twenty one nothing on them in that first half. And once you get once you get to that point where you're down twenty one or down two three scores against the Patriots, it's, it's usually a done deal. 
So here's the so here's the thing. I think the Rams defense, despite the fact they have both Dominic and Sue and Aaron Donald in the middle, you can run the football on them. Exactly. And what and what you, you and what yeah. you saw with the, with uh, against the Chiefs, they got James White involved. Sony Michelle looked great. Then Sony Michelle is the postseason MVP he, so far. I don't know about that. Hold on. Hold, yeah, hold that. Hold that point. This huh? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Rex Burkhead came out and showed out, but the real MVP <clears throat> of the postseason so far. Is, I'm listening. Is Julian Edelman. Every time a big play was to be made, he was there. And you mean Gronk was there? Gronk just showed up last game uh, against the Chiefs. He, he, he anyone was talking about him against the Chargers. Right. Julian against Ed- the Chargers, every catch everybody was made was a first down. Yes, literally. That's they, ridiculous. They, I don't know. He's like he's like Jason Witten now. He gets open. And you just don't know why he's open. Because he's a dirty player. Like well, he has okay, a okay, fast, okay, twitchy okay. muscle thing going. Because I don't, I don't see why everybody's praising the player that everybody knows he's he dirty. Just, he just has. He, he got gets that the dog job in. done, man. Like you, he like, like. That. Listen, listen. We can have a debate another day about him being dirty. But one thing we cannot deny, he gets the job done. Period. He just got that. He, he, he got gets that the job done in, you know? because they allow him to do that. Uh, like I don't care about. I'm not saying I'm not taking. First of all, Julian Edelman is a great. Uh, he's a great wide receiver. That's not. I'm not even taking that mm-hmm. away from him. But what I'm taking away from him is the fact that he's he's a dirty player. So yeah, there is a way to be dirty, and and everybody gets that. But there's a difference between you literally like tripping people or or doing illegal stuff to where you can hurt somebody else. That's something else. Fair, fair. That that's that's However, my problem. Right, right now you're being emotional because we're not talking about him tripping or doing anything. I'm not being emotional. I'm being, I'm being real. I'm saying I'm not gonna praise somebody who is getting away with dirty plays. Listen, everybody has that's, a that's, dirty that's, 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 that's your prerogative. You know, that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, the man makes plays, and he's yeah. gonna be the biggest factor in why the Patriots win another Super Bowl. And he had to beat. You yeah. think so? Because they didn't win last year against my Eagles. The Eagles had a better team than the Rams, dude. Uh, they had a better team. Better defense. And, I mean, for me, because I didn't say anything, I feel like the Rams are going to win, and I'm going to just leave it at that. Whatever why do you, but why do you think that? Yeah, you have, Yeah, you got to get a reason. Yeah. I don't have to ask you. You can't. I just, yes, you do. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you're me, depriving for the me people if you of, want my reason. You're depriving you, people of If you want my reason, I'll give you one okay. reason right now. Mm-hmm. Golf is literally – Playing as well as I think that he should be playing in the postseason, and I think in the uh, Super Bowl, you know something. I'm a, I, I, we, we must talk about golf getting a lot of credit because he went through a stretch where he looked bad. I remember he played against my Bears, and I was like, mm-hmm. goodness, if he's in the postseason, I don't know about him. He looked that yeah. bad, but he has bounced back ever since. So right. I'm, he turned. Yeah, he, I mean, against that against the Cowboys, we didn't see much of him because they ran it. Yeah, they ran the down the games. But he did have a good game. I would say the last three games he showed up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone can show up against the 49ers, which was the the other game that you're talking about. But uh, that's besides the point. But uh, <laughs> if the Rams want to win this game, Todd Gurley needs to be healthy. If he's oh, yeah. not healthy, I don't know why. I don't know why he wasn't playing. He, what, he's not what, healthy. What's wrong with him? But he's not healthy. Yeah, he's not healthy. They he, won't win with CJ Anderson. Yeah, they will work. not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But um, any scores? Anybody got any scores they want to throw out? 
Uh score. Um, I'm going 35-32 Patriots. Ooh, got a shootout. I'm gonna go um 35-23 Patriots. Mm. Okay. Mm, wow. I'm looking more of twenty twenty-eight Rams. Twenty-eight okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So now we gotta talk about something as we move on. <clears throat> so Kyrie Irvin, as we talked about on <clears throat> So Kyrie Irvin, as we talked about on our last episode, go check that out, by the way. Um, yes. Apologize to LeBron James, citing that he is aware of how hard it is to be a leader on his own team. Now, I, I don't need to say anything more. I gave you all the context. Tyler, the floor is yours. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I said this exact thing last episode. He's now the quote unquote, which he's because he's not on his level. He's the quote unquote LeBron of that team, and now he's gonna see what it's like. And I think because of this, you have to give, you have to respect LeBron a little bit more. I think this is negative stigma for LeBron that people don't want to play with him because he he. He hogs the ball, or he 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 ruins, you know, maturity, or he makes you he he shrinks your role, but he galvanizes people and he brings people to a position where they can win. And not everybody has that quality. He, and Kyrie realized that, and he realized just how hard it is. And he had a certain he had a higher appreciation of what LeBron did. And you know, all I can say is I told you so. And as for Kyrie, I don't know if it was the best thing to say this publicly. Because I don't. I, I at that part I don't agree with. Yeah, because with I, the young I, guys, you already know it's kind of like some tension. So for you to say this publicly, they might take it as like a slap in the face. Like, oh, now you're trying to call yeah. us the young guys, and you're the champion. Exactly. Because to be fair, they got they were one. They were not even one game. They were about five minutes away from being in the NBA playoffs last year without them. But without Kyrie. So, mm-hmm. I think that wasn't a That's that wasn't was a good move to uh, do it publicly, but I do think that it was it was a good move to call up LeBron and apologize mm-hmm. and show some respect to the goat that he is. Because that Christ. man, I, the proof is in the pudding. You want what type of pudding you want? You want I, banana I, pudding, chocolate pudding? Yeah, because I don't know what type. Of, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't eat pudding at all, so I'm not. I'm not even going to pick a. What you uh, want? Jello? Is not Jello? I'm too? Like, I, I ain't nobody eating no damn Jello. I'm just. <laughs> it's everywhere. I, I mean, in my opinion, bro, I feel like Kyrie. Um, he definitely understands that he has a good team, but I don't think that he understands that he needs to talk to his team privately. No, yeah, of course. And you know something? I, you know, I, I, I want you to expand upon that, but I just want to say this. I think there's a little bit of a misconception here because do I agree that uh, Kyrie is right in calling LeBron to apologize? Yeah, I, I say he's right because, you know, it's a respect thing. And he, he knows that having his own team, quote unquote, because I don't even know if that's his team or not, but, you know. 
But having his own team is having your own team is, is hard. I think mm-hmm. every every superstar will tell you that. But I think that we got we got we got to think about this because you because you're bringing up how LeBron should be respected because he he brings his teams into a higher level and whatnot. But why Kyrie left is because he felt as though LeBron was getting incentives and. He felt as though just because you're a superstar, you don't. I don't think you're not entitled to that. You know, you do. You don't. You do have teammates. After all, you can. You know, you can rely on them to. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Let me stop you there, right? Okay. That point would be valid, if not for the fact that that second season that they were together, Kyrie took more shots per game than LeBron. Like, like LeBron. I don't understand why there's this. There's this this image that LeBron is just selfish and that he, like, he, like, he he gave Kyrie a lot of responsibility. But at the same LeBron time, is, LeBron, nah, we're not, LeBron, LeBron is not just a regular superstar. He's the greatest player in the NBA. But, and arguably the top two, top three greatest player of all time. So I think he warrants that respect and warrants that ability to, if he tells you a role and he's telling you, things to do to win the championship, which he did in Miami before he came to Cleveland, you should take heed to it. Kyrie was just stubborn and hard-headed, and he wanted his own thing, and now he's seeing how it is with his own team, and he's seeing that it's just not as easy as he thought it would be. See, all right, so my thing with that is, like, selfish is not the word to describe LeBron, at least on the court. But off the court, you we, we can see he, like, honestly – you will want a player to, you know, you will want to play like LeBron, a guy that, that knows what it takes to win and whatnot, but it seems as though, like, he gets a lot of liberties, and that, I think that rubs people the wrong way, regardless if you're a superstar or not. When you, yeah, I just want that, you to, that's not really I just want you to expand to on, else on the team. When you say liberties, what do you mean by liberties? Like, like, like just, just say suggestion of uh, free agents, Coaching hires and the, I mean, and I think we've seen on a couple of occasions that he doesn't let his coach do his do his job. You know, you don't think every superstar no. does that though? No, no team, not not to the, not to that. You point. don't think not to that you don't point. think MJ and Kobe didn't do that? They didn't suggest free agents and they didn't suggest plays to run. And well, look, of you, course they suggested things, but they didn't they didn't get what they wanted. That's totally different things. Literally, the whole Cavs got traded because of him. And, which, and which is which bad is on him because he was deserved, the reason why he was the happen. reason why all those plays was on the Cavs in the first place. Yep. You mean a, so, you mean so, so, and once he realized that that wasn't working out, he sent them back yeah, out. Yeah, that's you it. meant the you meant the last season, right? The last season when yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. I mean, did it not work? It didn't work, but it looks bad on you because you picked these guys, and you didn't. But so, this is this, this isn't even the problem that we're talking about. We're talking about the problem is how are how are you an NBA player and you're allowed to have this much say into what happens to because your team? he's that great, he's that great, he's and he's not, that okay. intelligent. That's how that is. That is that's perfectly fine. But what I'm saying is that's why other players are having problems with him. Well, then stay where you are. They're not, don't they're not having. Don't get to the finals every year. It's sim- like. What? Listen, bro. He only how many rings does LeBron three. have? So what do you? He's in the f- okay. Yes, he it's has three he rings, but he's there every year. I want everybody to understand this, LeBron. You're 
you are one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen um, in my life. So I, I'm saying this out of respect. But what I'm trying to explain to everybody is, yes, LeBron has went to the, the, the finals eight years straight. Cool. He only won three times. He's not He's not somebody that you can just say, yeah, he definitely knows how to win. If he knows how to win, he would win. He has won. You get what I'm saying? So you can't, no, I no. can't, I, see, unless you win all eight times in the finals, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop everything that I know about coaching and, and, and being okay. a general manager just because you're well, Hold on, hold on. Let's be fair to LeBron. All eight times, let's, let's calm down with that. Let's calm down with that. Bro. But the point, no, no, but, no, no, no. I'm not saying just like that, but just, bro, you only won three times. But he's there like, it's, every it's, year. Every year you have a 50, 50 he's chance. In the East. He's in the East. We know that. We know why he's there. He, so if you was, actually break down everything that's going on, so this is, he literally, of course. So there's not formidable in. teams in the East. When he was with Miami, he didn't have to go against the Celtics. And oh, 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 the Celtics were not. The Celtics. Don't get me wrong. You know, at that. The only reason. Let's be fair. The only reason why you say the East is what the East is is because LeBron was there and LeBron dominated no. the East. No, LeBron Lee. No, he did All not. Right, so is this... LeBron did not dominate just like he that. Did. LeBron dominated in the beginning when he brought the Cavs to the finals before he went to Miami. That I, hey, I'm never. Oh, 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 that. oh, even totally last different. season, he, do- he even dominated season, yeah. the East because he was the best player in the East. So you'd say that he has a weak, a weak competition. Everybody gonna look weak against the goat. No, because. Kobe didn't have that issue. What are you talking about? Kobe, Kobe was the goat. Kobe was the goat for a while, and when Kobe was the goat, he still was facing teams that was able to beat him. Whether he was the best player in the West or because the he didn't know how to time. win with his team, he didn't know no. at the level that LeBron can do. LeBron, Whoa. you give you give LeBron D league, wow. they go into the playoffs. Stop it's different. Jesus it's just Christ. a different. Le- listen now, now. See now, I'm glad that you said that because this shows what LeBron fans really. It's not do. even that, but I control the narrative. I, no, it's not even that. What it is is that you want to bubble LeBron in the same bubble as other superstars. Not, He's not the I'm same not, as. No, listen, no, no, no. So listen. You can't I, 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 him, and you can't. You can't I, grade him the same way. Listen to He's me. Listen gr- to me. Go ahead. So. We as fans have responsibility to hold players accountable for being great. Right. So so what Nate is saying is if you've been to the finals eight times and only won three and you have a losing record, that right. looks bad on you. And for for example, why you think uh everything hit the fan in, in Green Bay with, with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. has been great, but you know, he's not great enough to the point where he can suggest uh, suggest a head coach, a player or two, and and it's it's because he's been to one Super Bowl, and this is a man that they say is historically great. Now, don't get me wrong; in my yeah, opinion, that's... Aaron Rodgers is the the greatest NFL talent I have ever seen at the quarterback right. position. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the results have to match. We have to hold those. We have to hold those players accountable because if we don't, then we're we're being disingenuous as fans. Right, and that's that, what I'm trying to say. Well, continue, go ahead, because right. I know you have. I, I got yeah. That similarity doesn't work for two reasons, right? Okay. One, it's NFL. NFL, NBA are completely different, right? And the NBA is more 
they're focusing more on players' opinions and it, it, you know, as the NFL does, right? And two, Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl. LeBron has been to eight. When you've but, been there, when you've been there eight times, you have a better understanding saying. of what it takes to get there. So you have a better understanding of what your team would need to get to that step. He's only been one, but but, but that's the thing. He's been, he's been in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs for how for he's, he had a playoff run for like I don't know six seven years. Or LeBron, Aaron Rodgers. But he's only gotten to one Super Bowl. See that's. That, see that's see that. So when you only got into one, you really don't know how to always get there. LeBron's been to eight. He knows what it takes to get to the to the last step. So, yeah, but yet he doesn't know how to. He's done win. it three times. He's done it three times. Yes, he's won it three times, which is do you know how hard fine. it is I'm, to win one ring? Let I alone three. I understand that. I get that. But I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not belittling LeBron. You are all. though by saying I'm not. He's no, only no, no, got three. What I'm trying to explain is I know why other players have a hard time playing with LeBron. Like other stars, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I I, no. Yeah. Players. Exactly. Other stars are having it. a problem I, with him. I understand the because two, but, of that. Okay. I understand the two, but no I don't way, think Nah, but listen, there's no way that you should be a player just like me. Yeah, you're better yeah, for now. Is in Kyrie's perspective, right. you're better than for now. Right. But at the end of the day, if we're gonna work together and we're if we know that we're Batman and Robin right now, there's no way that you can just come here and dictate the team. Like Ty Lue wasn't coaching, LeBron was coaching. And right. We all knew that. I get that. But that goes back to my point. You can't. He's not like Kyrie. He's not like any other superstar in the NBA. So you can't just say perfect analogy. I said Batman and Robin. Okay, Robin knows he's Robin. Batman knows he's Batman. Batman calls the shots. You can't bubble LeBron with Kyrie. You wanna you wanna say oh LeBron's an NBA player like everybody else. You can't do that. LeBron is he's at a different level. He's had he has a different level of basketball knowledge and a different level of experience to where you the the conventional thing or the thing that you think is the normal way is it doesn't apply to LeBron because LeBron knows what he's doing apparently. To say that he doesn't have a right to dictate who's on the team and how the play should be run, apparently he does because apparently Well 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 I'm not saying well I don't know if you're talking about me but I'm not saying he doesn't he doesn't deserve the right, but he, he has does. too many yeah, liberties. That's that. what people. That's what yes. people's issues with LeBron is. That's all. I, I think. He, I think everybody gives him too much leverage or too much say. Why do you I'm think not saying that he's much? not allowed to do it? But he just literally whatever he says happens, and that's the problem that I'm having. Why, even, but why even, is that? A, why is that a problem if it's working? And he's he's winning. It's not working. Season. What do you mean? It's not how, working. How not is working. it not working? Explain it to me. How it's not working? Because he, he only. Wins. Bro, yes, he wins. That's perfectly fine. Isn't that the whole the point east. is to win? Okay, listen, listen. He was on the East, right. which is different from being on the West. Because Kobe knows how to win, too, if you if you don't understand that. Me, right. Because a lot of people don't understand that Kobe was a winner. And he knew how to win, and he did win. With someone who went to the finals, what, how many times did Kobe went to the finals? Uh, right? He went, um, he has five rings, like, two losses, so seven. Yeah, yeah seven, right? Yeah, okay. so so if Kobe won seven times and he's five and he's five out of seven, that's somebody that you listen to. But nobody wanted to give Kobe that uh, incentive when he when he when Jim Buss died too. Nope. Well, not J- Jerry Buss. Yep. Jerry Buss. 
Jerry okay. Buss, yeah. Um, nobody wanted to, nobody allowed Kobe to do that because when Kobe was trying to do that, you know what they called Kobe? Selfish. They called him oh, a control freak. All that. Names. Like, yeah, like they called they called him a baby. But now that LeBron is doing this, this is literally like, oh, he's supposed to or he's allowed to. How? If Kobe has more rings and he was in the league longer, all right, I got it. Down. So it's not even like a LeBron thing. It's more like a like a Kobe didn't get this liberty to watch a LeBron. No, league. it's not. That's it's what it's not seems. a Kobe thing. I, what I'm trying to explain is if they didn't, you're you're saying LeBron is a different caliber. He, yeah, he's LeBron. earned that right. And and Kobe, if you don't know, is the same caliber. No. of that star. No, you said no, no. Stop and that goes back me. to our debate where you think yeah, you I, think Kobe I, is better. He, I didn't say Kobe was better. I just said the same. I didn't. I say think that LeBron else. is better at at analyzing talent and analyzing a team. LeBron, and, Kobe is good at motivating, like and trying to like push you to a standard when you're on the team. But I think LeBron is just better at analyzing what the team would need to function better. And Kobe, so didn't that's why do that with Pau Gasol. What? Kobe didn't do that with Pau Gasol. Kobe. So Kobe told them to get Pau Gasol. Are you? Well, if we're being honest, he Kobe's going to leave to Chicago if they didn't get Pau Gasol. So, yeah. So without Pau Gasol, he he was literally he was saying to the like uh to his team, he was like, "Yo, if we don't get someone or Pau Gasol, I'm leaving." Because he was leaving. If you don't remember, he that, bought he a house in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <knew>. yeah. <laughs> My boy changed his number and everything. Like he was not, he wasn't playing. So, I just want you to understand, I'm not trying to say that Kobe's better than LeBron. This isn't even that argument. The argument that I'm making is, these are two players of the same caliber. Right. I'm not saying one is better, but I'm saying they're the same caliber, the same uh, star or whatever. But there were two different situations. Nobody allowed Kobe to do that. Right. But they're allowing LeBron to do that. But they're not, and, they're not really allowing him now. Because I think that in the East, he had a really young rookie coach in Tyron Lue. And he had a young GM, so he had he had more experience than him, so he could dictate that. I think now with the Lakers, he has Matthew Johnson and Palinka that can that shown that they can make the right moves and the right decisions. So he doesn't have he doesn't do that now. Maybe he does a little bit of the coaching just because you know. Well, yeah, the coaching situation. Yeah, but in terms, he's not he's that. not the GM no more because he's the Lakers have shown to have a legitimate GM staff that can make the right moves and knows what's right for the team. But, but in the, the East, thing. he had to do that because, like, that was just – he had to. He had the knowledge. He had the experience. So he had the ability to say what the team needed. LeBron's going to be allowed to do that on any other team besides the Lakers. So exactly. Right as now. he should. You know why? But it's only besides the Lakers. And maybe the Spurs. We have Magic Johnson and we have Jim Buss. No, nah, Jim Buss. Jim Buss not there no more. Thank the Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But we still have – Genie Buss, you probably have, mean. Uh, Magic. Yeah, Genie, Genie Buss. Yeah. Um, we still have Genie Buss and um, and Magic Johnson, which are two people that are definitely not going to let LeBron just do anything. So that's right. never going to happen. Right. And but what I'm trying to say is, I just feel like LeBron is, you know, top three greatest players ever. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't think any basketball player, while they're playing, should dictate what's going on. I think they should put in input because that's very important to say what, what you what your team needs. But there's no way that 
if LeBron's like, hey, I don't think I'm going to stay on this team if if uh, you don't give me this player on but, my team or if you don't trade this player because that's not fair. You but have you to just understand. said the same thing about Kobe. He did the same exact thing, and you just you just praised that. Oh, give me Pau Gasol, I'm going to Chicago. But then when LeBron does it, is he shouldn't do that. But like, I don't understand that point. You just made the same case for Kobe. I made the same case for Kobe, but I was saying that Kobe did, wasn't allowed to do that. He did so it. He I, got Pau. He did. No, you're you're, you're, you're comparing one instance to yeah. a whole laundry list. No, yeah. I'm I'm comparing what he just said. He said the player should not be able to do that. But yet in the previous statement, he brought it up how Kobe. Did but what? That. But what did he also yeah. say? Well, what did Kobe he also did it, say but, that but, the player should be given an input? Right. And what? All right. Question: Is this an input? Give me power while I'm leaving to Chicago. Or is that more of a demand? No, 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 but that was a demand. But right. people were saying, but people were coming at Kobe for that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not saying that that uh, that Kobe didn't do it or that I was praising Kobe. It's just I'm a uh, what selective outrage thing, basically. Fair nah, enough. yeah, I feel like it's literally like selective on who they're allowing to do what, and they're only letting. They didn't let Kobe do that because Kobe wasn't a LeBron. Kobe wasn't the person to to be um, very like. He was loving, more meticulous. If you, you want to really think about it, he's more meticulous than LeBron. If we're being honest, he yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but did nobody let him? Everybody had a problem with him trying to put in input. People were telling him, you're, you're not the coach. And that's where the, you know, the whole attitude came from. Right. But now when LeBron does it, everybody's like, oh, you have to listen to LeBron because who, are... yeah, I understand. Uh-huh. If, if I have a player that's 6'8, 280, <laughs> has an IQ of one of the greatest point guards ever, knows how to play defense like what like he wants one to. Of the best defense. Yeah. Like I understand he's a great player. I'm not trying to take anything away from LeBron at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking any way anything away from his three championships because that is hard to get. What I'm taking away from LeBron is I need everybody to understand that he is not the general manager at the moment. He is not the coach at the moment. He's mm-hmm. an NBA player who has uh, who is a veteran and who has won championships. So, yes, you can put in inputs. But being able to say at the snap of your fingers that you don't want this team anymore and just switch the right. whole team around in one night, that's a problem. For right. Fair, point. Fair point. Fair point. I want to kind word. of segue. From, I actually had a question. I wanted to kind of segue from LeBron a little bit. I'm glad you brought up Kobe and his, like, cerebral mentality because I wanted to ask you two a question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel – because there's a lot of people that compare Kyrie to Kobe in terms of mentality. Do you think that's a fair assessment? How do you feel about people comparing Kobe's mentality and Kobe's demeanor and the way he was to how Kyrie is? Do you think that Kyrie should be put on that same kind of echelon? Or do you think it's just kind of premature if it's not quite kobe esque If we're talking about his game, I think – a discussion can be had. I, I will put him in that category of just a cerebral okay. mentality. But outside, we don't hear about, we don't hear stories about Kyrie being like, a, like we hear about Kyrie being a diva, but not to an extent where he's just like a video surfaces saying like, oh, these, these guys can't do anything for me. Like Kobe did. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hear about that from him because he's more of a mellow, he's okay. more of a mellow guy than Kobe. Nate? Um, for me, I, yeah, just like what Brian, uh, Brandon said, it's more of the way he plays. Yeah, on the court. I wouldn't say 100%, but he's getting there. I would say in the next year or two, as he gets better and better and better and he realizes his talent, 
I think he'll he'll end up being just like not just like Kobe, but uh the, you, the mentality. Right. Do you think he's the closest no. mentality player to Kobe? At this moment in nope. time? Literally Jason Yes, Tatum at this moment in time. In. Jason Tatum just walked in and I already see Kobe in Because to me, somebody that I see more of like a Kobe type player, like a killer assassin, is James Harden. I, he's the he's the player that reminds me most not not in terms of the way they play but yeah, just that I got assassin you. and I agree with I agree with you on that. Mm, okay. I would say mentality wise, if we're do, if we're going based off of that, I would say the closest player would be Russell. But yeah, I, I yeah because yeah. Kobe and Russell they they did not want to lose. They didn't care what right. it took. Literally, and that, and and that's that's become a detriment to Russell Westbrook's game. But we don't. That's a different discussion for another day. So, All right. uh, good discussion, fellas. We going. So Saturday, a fight took place, and you probably didn't hear about it because UFC was debuting on UF uh, on ESPN. Greg Hardy's debut, which did not go according to plan. Uh, say who. I feel bad. For him, I don't. Actually. I don't ever feel bad for him. Uh, Cejudo and Dillashaw went when toe to toe with Cejudo getting the win, but Adrian Broner and Manny Pacquiao fought. And I didn't watch the fight personally. I watched the first. I, I watched the last couple of rounds because I fell asleep. But um, I saw the last couple of rounds. I saw what I saw. Mm-hmm. But I want to defer to the two boxing guys and I'm let y'all go at it. So whoever wants the first word, go at it. I'm gonna let Tyler speak because we already know who's you know the goat around here when it comes to boxing. Oh, right. <laughs> Knock it off. Um, well, obviously, I wasn't impressed by Adrian Bonin's performance. Um, he talked a lot during the press run. Pretty usual. He said a lot of nice things. Pretty usual, right? Mm-hmm. But he gets into the ring, and from the first round, it's clear that. Pacquiao was the aggressor. Pacquiao was the one coming forward, throwing more combinations, and and Broner was going to be the counterpuncher of the fight, which is that's his usual style anyway to be the counterpuncher, and you know. But what you seen happen was that he was just too conservative throughout the fight. He was too conservative. He wasn't letting his hands go, and it shows it even in the stats. I think he threw how many punches, Nate? Like somewhere about fifty punches in total. Nine. It was it was eleven punches to the body alone. Right. How many <laughs> punches total? Insane. Like like, uh, like sixty, total? seventy punches? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Yeah, a lot. I, I don't right. I don't have the exact and, number, but all I know right. is the, I'm gonna get the, the discrepancy up. between punches landed is was humongous. humongous. And not only that, he only threw one punch in the four, in the twelfth round. It's one pathetic. punch. That, that's that's you know you're down in the scorecard and you're gonna throw one. But punch but in the but that's round? the thing. Did he actually know? Because <laughs> he thought he won the fight. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he thought he won the. I don't understand how he thought he won the fight. I really don't. So the the total punches <laughs> was 112. I mean, uh, total punches landed was 112 and 50 for Broner. Oh my right. god. And that's not even that's not even talking about the volume of which Pacquiao threw. Like just the volume that Pacquiao threw was insane. But I think I think what's gonna happen here now is that because of, of this loss, he's now three, four and three and three. Three, three and one. Fight. Yeah, three, three and one in his last seven mm-hmm. fights now. 
He'd be seven zero against Jim Gray too. Right, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know where Adrian Broner goes from here. It's I obvious mean, that Pacquiao potentially goes to Mayweather or somewhere like that, but I just, I don't know because it just seems like he can't get over like that, that hump to where he's. He's at that elite level. He has all the God-given potential and mm. ability, but he's just—I don't know. Maybe it's because he's not focused enough, or he just—I don't know. But he just can't get over that hump, it seems to me. And it was just a clear dominant performance by Pacquiao, and I—I I agree with the decision, the unanimous decision. Yikes! I think what pretty much happened the whole fight was Pacquiao. Uh, was doing Pacquiao. He's doing his usual, throwing a whole bunch of combinations, mm-hmm. uh, lunging and everything, you know, being great. The only problem is Broner, I've watched and I've been a fan of Broner for, I would say, most of his career. Mm-hmm. I've watched him walk down players. And what I mean by walk down players is in the first three rounds, I've seen Broner knock people out by a body shot. Right. Uh, like He has a great chin too. Yeah, he does, and that's the that's the problem. And I think when he was working with um, Mayweather and he was working with his new coaches and everything like that, um, that they kind of have been changing up his style of fighting ever since the Maidana fight, because um, now they they have him protecting himself more, yeah. and that's his problem. Now he's trying to just outbox people, but you need to understand that Pacquiao is not somebody that you can just go in there and think you're just gonna out box. Pacquiao's gonna hit you. No right. matter what no matter what you do, Pacquiao's hitting you. And he didn't understand that he needed to fight back or be yeah. more offensive. Right. Uh and I've been in fights to where I've I understand what Broner was trying to do. He under, he knew that Pacquiao had more uh more of a power punch than he did. Right. And he didn't want the the same Madonna, you know, thing again because this was his first big fight. Right, right. Uh, and when he got hit, like when he almost fell, <laughs> yeah. everything was stopped. <laughs> everything stopped. He understood he just like, what it was. <laughs> yeah, all he did was just, he was just, he'll jab once and pivot. He was yeah, he was, throwing, he was he not throwing one punch combinations, one punch combination pivot. Yeah, and and that's bad. I feel bad for Broner because Broner can fight. Yeah, that's, Broner that's what like makes his talent bad. level is amazing, but it, he just can't seem to put it together in the big fights. I think it's more of Vernon just needs to get out of his head because I, I see past what he's doing. I see past the marketing. I see past the gimmicks. I see past all of that. Yeah, you, you are flashy. That's who you are. That's cool. But I see past all of that. I know deep down that you want to be great. It's just that you you like, you like hold yourself back sometimes because you don't want to mess up. Don't be afraid. You just got to go out there, Broner. Like, we want to see you win. Nobody is you nobody's ever low. hating on you. Well, Oh, nah, you, you I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Away. Majority, a fan. you're not a fan, but majority oh, of oh, majority of people are actually Adrian Broner fans behind the behind the curtains. I oh yeah, that. I don't know right. that. But nobody that at all. Nobody ever wants to say it because Brandon, of because H- of his O O D, which is who he let down. But we was with him though. He had all of us with him. Did he? Was he with us? Yes. What you mean? He, he what was you mean? I, was doing the I don't. I don't know. The performance says otherwise. I don't know. But that's he just didn't do I'm it saying. for himself. Yeah, he's he's he's. Well, he was he was doing he was back. doing for himself and the hood. 
he ain't come through for both sides. So I mean, what, what you want we me to say? We were still with him though. He just didn't. Man, go on, man, with that with, with, that, with that bull job. He just don't want to be part of the hood. That's what it really is. After if okay. the hood, being but, a part but, of the hood, it's because it's it, quiet. He got a quiet it, block. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get into all that. I, I'm not. I'm not. Not. Yo, the podcast, they need to know how quiet your block is, bro, because this is crazy. I went on Brandon's block. I was standing on Brandon's block for about 20 minutes, right? And I, not one call went by. But not one it, call went by. Not one call went you by. Can hear, not you one can hear ants happened. walking on the curb. All you, type it, of stuff. All right. It's so quiet. It's not even crazy. Like, it's exactly. so crazy to me how you... And then he'd be talking. Like, outside of the podcast, he's so nice to y'all, but he'd be talking crazy to us. Right. Like if he if he like a, a a kingpin or something like that. Okay, okay. But so back to no, 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 no. Y'all not getting away with that. Y'all uh, not getting away. Are you gonna uh, rebuttal? Okay. First, first of all, first of all, <laughs> Nate, you are a fed. You I'm a fed. fed. Oh, you. First of all, Uh-oh. you definitely don't want to go there, yo. Because we, yo, have I, I swear, you know something. One day we need to have a podcast. Episode where we just mm-hmm. we just talk we just talk right, no no fans. sports we're gonna have no nothing. yeah we're gonna have we that gonna talk we just, yeah. because I got I, some, I, I got some things that. to say because because oh, you know man. I can talk I can speak now listen be careful you don't want to be say careful that. about what you say and if you so adamant that my block is so quiet go go all <laughs> the way up don't go on my side I live on a good side admittedly I live on a good side but that. But I've been, but that's not your block. Yes, it is. Yes, it Brandon, is. We're not gonna add like West Side doesn't divide your quiet block from the. No, board. no, 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 no. Lexington, Lexington is Lexington. But you don't be on that side, Brandon. That's not. That's not. That's not the point. That's not the point. So you that's can't. not the point. Okay. But I'm on your block. Talk about your. Block. I'm gonna be on your, your block, block so you quiet. keep disrespecting me now. Tyler, go ahead. Uh-oh. You ain't. Hey, Uh-oh. you're not even allowed. Oh, allowed. Oh, you're not even allowed on my block. Mm-hmm. All right. Whoa. You come over on my block, you already know what's happening. You brown it to my, to my y- block. Yawn. Oh. Yawn. Talo, go ahead. I ain't got enough time for this. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to ask you. So, like I said, I don't know where Bono goes from now. Nate, what, do you, what potential fight do you see him having? Uh, For now, I, I feel like Bruno's still going to have another chance only because, yeah, he lost, but he still fought Pacquiao. So he's still going to be, um, he still has a name. To himself, wow. and that's why he's in the interview saying, "I thought I won that fight because he, he he just needs to market himself. That's all. If I lost the fight, I need to market myself after that too because I know my 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 game is low. But he's taking some tough losses lately. Yeah, he has, but he needs to. I, you know what I think? What uh, his team and management should do? I think, I think he should go back down to one thirty. Honestly, no, 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 no. He needs to stay in that weight. If he goes, if he goes back down, that'll show. That that you're basically giving the people what they were telling him. They they were telling him not to come up, and I think he's proving them right that he shouldn't have came up. I don't know. I think if he should I, go back back down about one thirty. I if I was him, I would have fight I would have Broner fight under uh fight under someone else's card. Lomachenko will um, kill that boy. Oh God. He don't want that for him. But I mean, I feel like it would he would be better at one thirty. Then at one forty at one forty seven. I think you should go back down. And you know. 
Because mm. I, I think the only reason why he moved up to 147 was because of the whole Mayweather comparison that he wanted to. Yeah, it was the Mayweather comparison. But he, it's, he's clearly shown that he just, it's not, that's not him. So how, so just go back down to what your natural element is and what you thrive at. But he, you have to remember he was winning so much down there. This is how good – I want the fans to understand how good Broner is, at, like, outside of this. When yeah. Broner was in his correct weight class, Broner was untouchable regardless. Like, right. I want so you're, to so you're saying that this is not his correct weight class pretty much. No, we know that this isn't, this isn't his correct weight class. Right. I know that. But I was saying – he wanted to prove everybody else wrong. He wanted to do the Conor McGregor and and skip around or and do the Mayweather and yeah. skip around, but that's not something that is for everybody. Right. But I think if for, for him, I would have them. I would have him fight uh um on a, someone else's card, maybe a fight a fighter that's um that's maybe just coming out and hasn't lost a hasn't lost a fight yet and see how he does against him and then try to step up to bigger players. I mean, bigger fighters, because why would you start off with Pacquiao? Like that's not going to work for you. Uh, Before you go further, I want to ask you a question. I want both of y'all. Does Adrian Broner from like a career standpoint, does he remind you a little of Tommy Morrison? Mm, You can say that. That's a good Mm. comparison. You can say that, but I wouldn't, I feel like Broner's a little bit better. Like, Broner's just a tad bit better for me. Tommy Morrison? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I uh, thought about it because, you know... I get I get the comparison because, you know, the potential, but just not really Yeah, good. yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what I was saying about that. I, I don't know. I I can see it. I can see it. But I do think that AB just has more of that God-given ability. I just don't think he's fighting at his right weight class. I think... He needs to go back down to 130, 135 and fight there. Because this is clear it's clear that he just can't he can't compete with the elites. He can he can compete against the good guys and you know the you know like the good boxers, but the elites, the Pacquiao's, you know, he, he just he can't. It's just not him and this I'm great just gonna, I would say I would just keep it at this. I don't even think that it's about him being able to compete with elites, I think it's more of they pushed Broner so fast and too fast that he didn't, he wasn't able to to get that good before he fought an elite. But at the same time, this is what he wanted, though. Yeah, but people need to, they need to tell him. People in his team need to tell him. That's why I said he needs to fight. You think AB really listening to them? Of course. He's he not, definitely, definitely not listening, listening to Leonard Ellaby. I don't know. I just I think that I think that he's I feel like in a couple of years he should have fought well Pacquiao's older so this is different but if Pacquiao was the same age or like maybe a couple years less in three years then Adrian Broner should have fought Pacquiao not now exactly you should go back down and then stay there and then work his way up all right that was that was pretty entertaining to listen to uh but um wait 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 I got to ask okay, go this ahead. question. Even you too, but you can okay. answer it. If the Pacquiao Mayweather fight is scheduled the second time, who do you have? Mayweather. Mayweather, Mayweather the second it, time? It, and it, I'm not buying that. it either. I'm streaming it. I'm not going to say I know that, but I could I could see that. No, I definitely know. I, I I'll give you two reasons. I can't really. Literally, I just, we just watched... Uh, Mayweather, when this isn't even the same type of fighter, please don't bring up the fight. <laughs> yeah, in don't Japan. do that. Please, don't. Don't. No, 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 don't not bring like that. I'm not bringing up the fight in Japan to say that Mayweather is like elite. I'm saying Mayweather hasn't, like, he hasn't 
skipped a beat. Like it, he's look still who, yeah, look, look at yeah, his competition. He ain't fighting nobody, man. No, no, no. I'm not that's talking about that. That's the first time you ever seen Mayweather be the aggressor. I know, right? That's the first time you've ever seen Mayweather go at somebody. No, I have not. Against, yes. Are you? Are in you? the past in the past 10, 15 years? No, not in the past in the 10, past 15 10, years. In the past 10 years? When he, fought 10, Shane Mo- when he fought Shane Mosley, he was fighting. Shane Mosley was the one coming forward. And so was Mayweather. Mosley, I don't know, man. They both was throwing shots. No. They were throwing shots, but Mayweather's was counter shots. He wasn't he coming forward like how he was against the, the amateur Japanese kickboxer. Kickboxers. Not that's even box kickboxers. What a joke that was. What a exactly. joke. It was a money it, grab. It, it money sure grab. was. And I, I want to race that out of my yeah. mind as quick as possible. I would have right. did the same thing, though. I mean, of course. You, who who going to turn course. down the money? Come on, now. How many? He made, what, like seven? How much? How many mil? Nine, nine mil. Like nine mil in like five minutes? Barely, <laughs> a minute, Red, lay a seconds. minute. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, salary power. Imagine, imagine <laughs> nine million dollars for fighting somebody for one minute. I will fight Mayweather for a fraction of that. Just for, I like just for a fraction of that. Give me like who would it? Yeah, who would it? I go. I, I I ain't gonna lie. Mayweather, he like what one forty seven. I feel like I put the pause on Mayweather. All right. Nah, At least right. I know what. No, so no, what happened no, to Big no. I'm not, I'm not no, Big Show. This is no, not the WrestleMania. I'll put the no. pause. I'll put the pause on Mayweather. He knows what's up. I, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't Big Show. Mayweather, ain't I ain't no, got nothing Ain't going to have no brass knuckles. I've I shown him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know I'm who you me. think he, Roy Jones, Bernard Hopkins. I don't know who you think you are. I'm not saying that. First of all, we're not even going to bring up Roy Jones without talking about me. Cause that's my that's favorite. my favorite. Uh, that's my so favorite fighter t- too. But me too. I, he's not my favorite, but he's one of my favorites. Nah, that's my favorite. But uh, so just know if y'all if y'all see Roy Jones, you see me. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, but before okay. B- before my blood favorite. pressure. What? What's up? We can set this what the what the wave. Call my call my up. promoter. Up. Call my promoter. All right, we're we gonna, we gonna talk about that off the off the. Uh, yeah, off the yeah. We're gonna set that up for the fans. We're gonna have that. We're gonna yeah. have that rolling. Hey. Good. Hey, I, 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 I'll be I'll be Don King. Mine's being a MAGA guy, but you know, yeah. <laughs> man, you keep why are you bringing up Don King? Be Leonard Ellaby. You got you got to shave your head though. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, no, because y'all remember what happened last time I shaved my head? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, no one doing that to me again. But hey, hey, Tom changed. You older, maybe a little bit. No, I mean, you got the beard. You know, I shaved it off, and it's like it's coming out very, very Uh, slowly. I don't know what's going on with that, but whatever. Let's move on. It is time for what's on your mind. (laughs) So, Talo, what's on your mind? Um, Question: What's today's date? It is the twenty-first of January. January twenty-first, two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how close you. I and I hate that we have to bring this topic up because we gotta talk about number uh forty-two. I think it was forty-two. Forty-two presidents. Forty-three. So I think. Or oh, forty-three. Number forty-three. Yeah, I think number. Please forgive us. I don't number. I'm let's say number forty-four. Okay. Right. We gotta bring him up. But I don't know how close you guys are in like paying attention to politics or even the government. Mm-hmm. But this is day thirty-one of a partial government shutdown. Day thirty-one. A month. Exact a whole month. 
Now, mind you, it's a partial government shutdown, so not everything is shut down. But let's look at the things that are. There are about 800,000 federal employees who live paycheck to paycheck that are not that haven't been getting paid for 31 days. And not only that, there's certain there's certain um government funded programs that are being affected, like SNAP, food stamps, WIC, insurance. Like if this continues, there's going to be people that are homeless, no insurance, and this is going to cause another Great Depression. And we're doing all of this because of a wall. A wall. He wants, and like, the part that gets me mad is that he he spewed out so much propaganda that now when it's time to actually back up part of it, he can't do it. Like he said, Mexico would pay for Mm -hmm. the wall. And now he's going to try to force Democrats to give him the money to pay for the wall. And it's it's just frustrating because this is not the way the country should be run. It's not the way that America should be. He shouldn't he shouldn't have a president that's gonna squeeze the arm of Congress and of Democrats to try to get his way or he's gonna shut down the government and and affect the lives of millions of innocent civilians just to get his way. And it's it's frustrating because I know people personally that are affected by the government shutdown. It's not getting paid and their benefits are getting cut and it's just it's terrible. If this continues we're going to have another Great Depression, and it's going to be catastrophic for for society, politics, economics, everything. And it's just it's sad. I hate to make a joke out of this, but this reminds me of the Chappelle show when they was uh, recreating Making the Band, and he shut down the studio every time they didn't want to do a task. <laughs> but, um, no, but this... I'm not I'm not too, you know, close to politics, you know. I I I do mm-hmm. know what's going on though. And what is this war really about at the end of the day? Are we are He's we, saying that it's for like immigration. Is it, purposes, is it for immigration? It's really, it's really just for him to flex his muscles. It's it's, it's for him to yeah, it, that's yeah, really I, all it, it's, it's for him to, to flex his muscles and to appeal to his his ideology of what immigrants are. It's that's so. Yeah. And and people want to deny that, fine, do that. But we know, we know, believe me, we know. And that's all I got to say about that. This man needs to get impeached. He has too many violations already. He's, it's already been proven that he's lied. He's, he, he lied about his relationship with the Russians and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, it's already, like, we have too much evidence to, to try to justify him still being president. Shake the table, my boy. I'm proud of you for saying that. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. So, um, Nate, what's on your mind? It's crazy because I was actually going to do, well, I was actually going to talk about something that isn't really spoken about in the sports world. I haven't really seen anybody talk about it. Um, but this has been going on and been talking about for the, the last two, three weeks. And I still can't get over it. What's bothering me right now is the fact that R. Kelly is still a free man. Um, And it's, I want you guys to understand something. I do, you know, I I did grow up on R. Kelly's. I think we all did. I did grow up on. Yeah. um, Well, yeah, everybody, literally. (laughs) The whole culture did. Um, So that's what, that's what's so hard and so shocking about this is that it was right under our nose. And the people that knew about it 
it's it's like one of his managers. They just they literally just surrendered themselves to the police like two days ago, mm. because they they lived with that for years. But my thing is, why did it take for the whole world to know for you to actually care about what you did? Why is that something that you can live with yourself for about twenty years, and now that everybody's going against you? You want to come out uh, and and surrender yourself to the police because you can't take the social media um, uh, antics and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, if you know anybody out there that's going through something, that's going through uh, domestic uh, domestic violence, that's going through uh, rape, that's going through anything, and you see them struggling, why don't ignore it? Why are you ignoring that? These are, we're, we're, we're each other's brothers and sisters at the end of the day. I have to take care of, of my neighbor just as well as you have to take care of yours. So why are we ignoring the people that need our help the most? And why are we only making things, um, why are we only like making things important when it's on social media or when it's, when it's something uh, that the whole world already knows? If you know it deep down in yourself, even if you're the only person that knows it, be the person the right person, the good person that you should be on the daily and take care of one another. Don't just watch someone suffer just because nobody else is talking about it. I applaud you. Great. I, I, I 110% agree with you. And I think that it's sad that we have to be alarmed to be reactionary. To, to things. Yeah, and right. that's that's getting annoying. It, it is ex- yeah. it's, so it's extremely ignoring and annoying because uh we we like to react when it's sometimes too late. It can't it can't be right. that way. And we don't want people crying out for help and you thinking it's not a big deal. One thing that right. we have to re- realize, and this is from a general sense. What is important to you may not be as important to another person and vice versa. So with that being mm-hmm. said, you may think that, you know, you coming out saying that you got raped 20 years ago is not a big deal because you didn't say something 20 years ago. But don't say that when you wasn't one in that situation you may have been that person may have been so ashamed that they let this happen or anything like that they they don't want to talk to anybody or they feel as though they they will be in trouble with somebody because they'll they'll ruin Mm -hmm. someone's reputation and you're going to be shamed for it and not the person that did the the dastardly act and it's sickening it it really is i was going to say too like the black community kind of did these victims a disservice when the news first Absolutely. came out, like, and because we made it into like this joke, like our oh, Kelly peeing on little girls, and we like made it into like a joke and like a slander thing, but we didn't really take it serious. Like we, like we kind of not swept it under the rug, but we didn't, we didn't take it as serious as we should have. Yeah, and like you said, he's, he's still out on tour, still selling yeah. out shows, and like, people are attending like, it too. Really, yeah. And he's still he's doing lewd sexual acts on his shows and people and like women they they just falling at his feet and it's like we like we didn't that's that's no excuse no no no, no excuse excuse. I'm just saying that's their excuse yeah but it's like it's like at some point you just you have to stand for something exactly no matter what 
personal attachment, no matter what cultural influence somebody might have, you have to stand for something. Even if if they wrong, you have to stand on the opposite side and stand on exactly. the right side, no matter who. Exactly. They are. I totally agree. And people need to stop giving breaks to people because they make a lot of money or they make good art, anything. If you if they do something right. wrong, they did something wrong and you need to hold them accountable for it. Simple as that. Exactly. So what's on my mind? I'm glad that uh, I could lead into mine with the hu- human element in place because that's where I'm going with this. Um this past week, uh, if you, I mean, before I go there, if you know me for years, you know that I suffer from anxiety and I also suffer from depression. And this has been triggered because of the passing of my father which, when I was 11 years old. Um, I've had moments where I've had my episodes where you know, I just didn't really tell tell anyone and because I didn't want to seem like I'm vulnerable or weak or anything like that. And um, this past week, I went through that. I went through one of the worst, and I mean the absolute worst, most crippling episode I think I've had in, since my father passed. And um, it's something that I didn't want to talk about to people because I, I feel as though they wouldn't understand me as much. And I feel as though that, you know... This is just, I thought it was going to be something that was just going to come and just come and go, but it didn't right away. So uh, why am I sharing this? Because I learned something and it was that depressive episodes are real. Anxiety attacks are real. And we simply cannot keep just saying it's not that big of a deal. Like, I know we have mental World Mental Health Day and all this, but we talk about it on the day, but we don't talk about it every day. And that, that bothers me because the most important thing is your mental health. And if you don't take care of that, and if people aren't sensitive to that, it's going to worsen over time. So with that being said, I want to say this, and I hope people will listen to me. I may be just a, I, I just a guy that's talking over a podcast, but praying isn't enough to help somebody. Read. Right. It is time for What's On Your Mind. So, Hello, what's on your mind? Um, question. What's today's date? It is the twenty first of January. January twenty first, two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how how close you. I and I hate that we have to bring this topic up because we gotta talk about number uh forty two. I think it was forty two. Forty two presidents. Forty three. So I think. Or forty three. Number forty three. Yeah, I think number. Please forgive us. I don't, number, I'm, let's say number 44, okay. right? We got to bring him up. But I don't know how close you guys are in like paying attention to politics or even the government. Mm-hmm. But this is day 31 of a partial government shutdown. Day 31. 
A month. Exact a whole month. Now mind you, it's a partial government shutdown, so not everything is shut down. But let's look at the things that are. There are about eight hundred thousand federal employees who live paycheck to paycheck that are not that haven't been getting paid for thirty one days. And not only that, there's certain there's certain um government funded programs that are being affected, like SNAP, food stamps, WIC, insurance. Like if this continues, there's gonna be people that are homeless, no insurance, and this is gonna cause another great depression. And we're doing all of this because of a wall. A wall. He wants and like the part that gets me mad is that he, he spewed out so much propaganda that now when it's time to actually back up part of it, he can't do it. Like he said, Mexico would pay for mm-hmm. the wall. And now he's going to try to force Democrats to give him the money to pay for the wall. And it's just, it's just frustrating because this is not the way the country should be run. It's not the way that America should be. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have a president that's going to squeeze the arm of Congress and of Democrats to try to get his way or he's going to shut down the government and and affect the lives of millions of innocent civilians just to get his way. And it's, it's frustrating because I know people personally that are affected by the government shutdown. It's not getting paid and their benefits are getting cut. And it's just, it's terrible. If this continues, we're going to have another Great Depression and it's going to be catastrophic for for society, politics, economics, everything and it's just it's sad i hate to make a joke out of this but this reminds me of the Chappelle show when they was uh recreating making the band and he shut down the studio every time they didn't want to do a task <laughs> but um <laughs> no but this i'm not i'm not too you know close to politics you know i i i do mm-hmm. know what's going on though and what is this war really about at the end of the day are we He's oh, saying that it's for like immigration. Is it, purposes, is it for immigration? It's really, it's really just for him to flex his muscles. It's, it's, it's for him to. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, really I, all. It's, it's for him to, to flex his muscles and to appeal to his his ideology of what immigrants are. It's that so? Yeah. And and people want to deny that. Fine, do that. But we know, we know. Believe me, we know. And that's all I gotta say about that. This man needs to get impeached. He has too many violations already. He's. It's already been proven that he's lied. He's he he lied about his relationship with the Russians and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it's already like we have too much evidence to to try to justify him still being president. Shake the table, my boy. I'm proud of you for saying that. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. So, um, Nate, what's on your mind? It's crazy because I was actually gonna do. Well, I was actually gonna talk about something that isn't really spoken about in the sports world. I haven't really seen anybody talk about it. Um, but this has been going on and been talking about for the, the last two, three weeks. And I still can't get over it. What's bothering me right now is the fact that R. Kelly is still a free man. Um, and it's... I want you guys to understand something. I do... You know, I I did grow up on R. Kelly's. I think music. we all did. I did grow up on. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Everybody, literally, <laughs> the whole culture did. Um. So that's what I, that's what's so hard, and so shocking about this. 
is that it was right under our nose. And the people that knew about it, it's it's like one of his managers, they just they literally just surrendered themselves to the police like two days ago. Mm. Because they, they lived with that for years. But my thing is why did it take for the whole world to know for you to actually care about what you did? Why is that something that you can live with yourself for about twenty years and now that everybody's going against you you want to come out uh, and and surrender yourself to the police because you can't take the social media um, uh, antics and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, if you know anybody out there that's going through something, that's going through uh, domestic domestic violence, that's going through uh, rape, that's going through anything, and you see them struggling, why don't ignore it? Why are you ignoring that? These are, we're, we're, we're each other's brothers and sisters at the end of the day. I have to take care of, of my neighbor just as well as you have to take care of yours. So why are we ignoring the people that need our help the most? And why are we only making things, um, why are we only like making things important when it's on social media or when it's, when it's something uh, that the whole world already knows? If you know it deep down in yourself, even if you're the only person that knows it, be the person the right person, the good person that you should be on the daily and take care of one another. Don't just watch someone suffer just because nobody else is talking about it. I applaud you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I 110% agree with you. And I think that it's sad that we have to be alarmed to be reactionary. To, to things yeah, and right. that's that's getting annoying it, it is ex- yeah. it's, so it's extremely ignoring and annoying because uh we we like to react when it's sometimes too late it can't it can't be right. that way and we don't want people crying out for help and you thinking it's not a big deal one thing that right. we have to re- realize and this is from a general sense what is important to you may not be as important to another person and vice versa. So with that being mm-hmm. said, you may think that, you know, you coming out saying that you got raped 20 years ago is not a big deal because you didn't say something 20 years ago, but don't say that when you wasn't one in that situation you may have been that person may have been so ashamed that they let this happen or anything like that they, they don't want to talk to anybody or they feel as though they'll they be in trouble with somebody because they'll, they'll ruin mm-hmm. someone's reputation and you're going to be shamed for it and not the person that did the, the dastardly act and it, right. it's sickening it, it really is right. yep. I was going to say too like the black community kind of did these victims a disservice when the news first came out, like, and because we made it into like this joke, like oh, R. Kelly peeing on little girls, and we like made it into like a joke and like a slander thing, but we didn't really take it serious. Like we, like we kind of not swept it under the rug, but we didn't, we didn't take it as serious as we should have. Yeah, and like you said, he's, he's still out on tour, still selling yeah. out shows, and like, people are attending. Like, nobody, it too. yeah. And he's still he's doing lewd sexual acts on his shows and people and like women if they, they just falling at his feet. And it's like because, we because like we didn't family. that's that's no excuse. No, that's no, 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 no excuse. Absolutely excuse. I'm just saying that's their excuse. Yeah, but it's like, like it's like at some point 
you just you have to stand for something. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what personal attachment, no matter what cultural influence somebody might have, you have to stand for something. Even if if they wrong, you have to stand on the opposite side and stand on exactly. the right side. No matter who exactly. They are. I totally agree. And people need to stop giving breaks to people because they make a lot of money or they make good art, anything. If you if they do something right. wrong, they did something wrong and you need to hold them accountable for it. Simple as that. Exactly. So what's on my mind? I'm glad that uh, I could lead into mine with the hu- human element in place because that's where I'm going with this. Um this past week, uh, if you, I mean, before I go there, if you know me for years, you know that I suffer from anxiety and I also suffer from depression. And this has been triggered because of the passing of my father which, when I was 11 years old. Um, I've had moments where I've had my episodes where you know, I just didn't really tell tell anyone and because I didn't want to seem like I'm vulnerable or weak or anything like that. And um, this past week, I went through that. I went through one of the worst, and I mean the absolute worst, most crippling episode I think I've had in, since my father passed. And um, it's something that I didn't want to talk about to people because I, I feel as though they wouldn't understand me as much. And I feel as though that, you know... This is just, I thought it was going to be something that was just going to come and just come and go, but it didn't right away. So uh, why am I sharing this? Because I learned something and it was that depressive episodes are real. Anxiety attacks are real. And we simply cannot keep just saying it's not that big of a deal. Like, I know we have mental World Mental Health Day and all this, but we talk about it on the day, but we don't talk about it every day. And that, that bothers me because the most important thing is your mental health. And if you don't take care of that, and if people aren't sensitive to that, it's going to worsen over time. So with that being said, I want to say this, and I hope people will listen to me. I may be just a, I, I just a guy that's talking over a podcast, but praying isn't enough to help somebody. Read. Okay, so this is a separate recording because the actual recording cut my part of what's on your mind off so I still wanted to get this out some way, somehow, so I'm going to record this, you know. So, what's on my mind is, um, uh, last week, wait, before I go any further, if you've known me, you know, for many, many years, you would know that, um, I have suffered from anxiety and depression, which was triggered by my father passing away when I was 11 years old. And, you know, it's, it's been living with me ever since. It's not like a, like a really like serious thing. It's, it's more of a manic thing. So, um, this past week, um, I, 
I had one of my worst episodes, you know, in a very long time. And it was something, it was combined with, you know, a lot of things going on in my life personally. And, um, and I, I cracked and it was honestly one of the most triggering, not triggering, but, um, crippling, uh, episodes that I've gone through in a very long time. And, you know, normally I wouldn't want to talk about stuff like this because I feel like it's personal, but I think. We have to reach a point where we say we can't just sweep stuff like this under the rug anymore because this is a serious thing. You know, depressive episodes are real. Anxiety attacks are real. And, you know, there are people out there that want to act like these things don't exist or it's overblown. And I say that to say this. You know, we have this World Mental Health Day. I'm not sure what the actual day is. But we have the day, but we should be talking about this every single day. Because mental health, mental issues, you know, it's an everyday thing. People are hurting from this every single day. So with that being said, I want to say this. You know, and I don't want to be just this guy just talking over a podcast. This is this is this is real. This is me. Praise are not going to be enough. Praise are something that you ask for because you know the man upstairs he will do what he has to do. But if you see somebody that is suffering from mental health, help them. Please reach out because sometimes you don't know whether it's too late. Or did you catch it on time that you can help this person and help them progress afterwards and so far and so forth. And, um, you know, and not just, you know, those that are suffering, check on your happy friends too. You know, they, they will hide the fact that they're suffering because they want to keep the good energy around you, you know, as, you know, your friend and whatnot. But they could be hurting too. So with that being said, you know, don't ever be afraid to reach out and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but don't be afraid of, of doing what I'm doing right now. And that's speaking out about mental health, because we have a notion that if we talk about stuff like this, we're vulnerable and we're attention seeking and we don't and we're out of touch with, with reality. And that's not the case. You know, this is a real thing. And. I just want people to know that, you know, you know, these, these things are real. And all I want people to do is just really, really check on people, you know, make sure they're good. It don't got to be every day, but like every couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks, depending on how, what's your relationship with this person, check on them always. And to end this, uh, to those that have uh, reached out to me, you know, saw my Instagram story over the weekend and, you know, they, you know, reached out to help. I can't thank you enough for doing that because, you know, I was hurting and, you know, I didn't want to feel alone. So to to those people, even my compadres, Talil and Nate, I thank y'all for reaching out to me because it meant the world to me. It honestly did. 
and since this is a separate recording and the uh the closing uh remarks were uh closed out i just want to say um in closing uh follow us on twitter what's the wave pod and we will see you guys next sunday peace out